It's on. And welcome to episode number 72 of the Covert Show. It's been almost a month exactly since our last episode where we broke down uh, the frozen frenzy in the NHL today. A little bit more going on than that here in episode 72. We'll look at some college men's basketball action, D1, some women's D1 action, as well as college football getting ready for uh, the uh, conference championship games in a lot of conferences. We'll talk some NFL, my Chicago Bears, who let's talk a little bit, but they seem to be back uh, winning some games. We'll talk about my Devils and the NHL, as well as the NAIA uh, Volleyball Championships being held in Sioux City. Also touch on uh, the NF or, uh, NC, easy for me to say, NAIA football action in uh, there um, as well as uh, we'll touch base on that. And that's kind of what we're uh, dealing with here in episode uh, number Easy for me to remember, 72, as uh, once again, JC here with you. Flying solo will start in men's college basketball. We'll do a brief rundown. This is being recorded uh, November the 28th. We'll try to get it out by 6 because that's when the Devils play. Probably will be a little bit later than that. Highlight scores in men's college basketball. UConn gets it done against New Hampshire. Still early non-conference games. They really don't have a problem. 45 in the first half and route to a 20-point win over New Hampshire. As uh, other scores, notably, big score, Bryant beat Springfield in a final, a 108-74, 58 first-half points for Bryant. Elsewhere, the Rutgers overcome a painfully slow first half against St. Peter's to win 71-40. The game only was a 10-point game at the half with a score of, wait for it, 27-17. 44 second half points help of the Scarlet Knights get the win against St. Peter's. Elsewhere, it was Fordham taking care of Manhattan, 46 and 47 second half and first half respectively in the win. Wisconsin got past Western Illinois, 71-49, a good balance there in that game as well. UMBC knocked off Hampton, 80-76. to Again, slow start for both of those teams. 32-26 after the first half. 54-44 the score in the second half. Other scores from yesterday and men's basketball of note. TCU hung 101 on Houston Christian. Louisiana picks up their fifth win. Undefeated at home so far in the Cajun Dome as they beat Loyola of New Orleans. 49 first half points. Cooled off considerably in the second half. Regional game, it was Omaha beating York College of Nebraska 104-68 as well. And uh, looking around, uh, Utah beat St. Mary's 78-71, tied at the half at 38. Utah gets it done. They're 1-0 on the road, 4-2 overall. And North Dakota State fell short against San Jose State 78-65. Uh, notable games coming up today for the 28th on uh, this Tuesday in episode uh, 72. Games coming up today uh, across D1 include matchups like number 21, Mississippi State, taking on Georgia Tech. 
Mississippi State, eight-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Michigan State's at home against Georgia Southern. That's a 28-and-a-half-point favorite for the Spartans there. Cincinnati takes on Howard. Southern Illinois takes on Indiana State. That Missouri Valley Conference matchup there elsewhere. Coming up, it'll be a Syracuse taking on LSU. Syracuse only a point-and-a-half favorite. They're a top-15 matchup in Lexington, Kentucky. as number eight, Miami, taking on number 12, Kentucky. Kentucky lower-seeded in the top 25, but still six-and-a-half-point favorites there. Missouri and Pittsburgh tangle in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's a six-and-a-half-point favorite for the uh, uh, Pittsburgh team there. Number five, Kansas takes on Eastern Illinois. Number nine, Baylor takes on Nichols. Both of those lopsided lines, as you would expect. Kansas almost a 40-point favorite against Eastern Illinois at 38.5. Baylor, 26.5-point favorites. South Dakota will take on Waldorf College. And other uh, regional matchups here. Regional-ish, as it kind of turns out. Purdue takes on Texas Southern, number one Purdue. Number three, Marquette takes on Southern. Number 11, Gonzaga takes on Cal State Bakersfield. Ole Miss and NC State tangle. Pretty much a toss there. One and a half point favorite for Mississippi. Number 23, Alabama tangles with undefeated Clemson. Alabama, eight and a half point favorites there. And then uh, later games tonight, Portland. Portland State battle it out. UC San Diego takes on Washington. And Idaho State takes on Pepperdine. Looking at the current top 25 for men's college basketball. Top five, Purdue, who's up a spot. Arizona, number two. Marquette, three. UConn, four. And Kansas, five. All undefeated other than Marquette, who's lost one. And Kansas, who's lost one. Others in the top ten. Number ten, Tennessee. Number nine, Baylor. Number eight, Miami. Number seven, Duke. Number six, Houston. And then the rest of the top five notables. The rest of the top 25, Oklahoma, number 25, Illinois, 24, Alabama, 23. We'll talk about James Madison coming up in football. It's a great time to be a Dukes fan as James Madison, number 22, undefeated uh, notably as well. 21, Mississippi State, number 20, Colorado State, number 19, BYU, 18, Villanova, 17, North Carolina, 16, Texas, 15, Creighton, 14, Texas A&M, 13, Florida Atlantic, 12, Kentucky, and 11, Gonzaga. Notables just missing the top 25. If it went past the top 25, we'll count the next five teams. Memphis, 26. San Diego State, 27. Colorado, 28. Ohio State, 29. TCU, 30. The next five teams here uh, regionally. Iowa State getting votes. They have eight, and that pretty much wraps it up. Kansas State got a single vote. Bradley, getting a single vote, Nebraska getting four votes in that most recent poll. So with that, we jump to women's basketball. Scores yesterday, regionally, Omaha got it done against Cal State Bakersfield at Baxter Arena, needed overtime, 87-79 to winner there. Grant, 18 points for her in the win for Omaha. Another overtime game, UAB and Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville, I believe, just regular Jacksonville. Uh, that one went to overtime as well. Actually, Jacksonville State, my God, instinct would have been right there. Jacksonville State 
Uh, that game goes to overtime. A final score there of 85-78. Pretty balanced through, but Jacksonville State did lead by nine seven. Make that seven at the half. A big third quarter for UAB helped them come away with an 85-78 overtime win. Wofford beat Southern Wesleyan at Spartanburg, South Carolina. Wofford now undefeated at home. Interestingly, away from home, yet to win. Good matchup between Bowling Green and Duquesne. It was Bowling Green pulling away despite a great third quarter from Duquesne. It was a 68-66 final. Bowling Green now 5-1. Overtime game as well, and not a lot of scoring in said overtime game. Miami of Ohio gets their first win in a battle of what was winless teams going in. Big third quarter from Xavier got them right back in it in that women's basketball matchup. 58-57, the overtime winner goes to the Red Hawks of Miami of Ohio. Big score as uh, San Jose State beats Bethesda University. Probably said that wrong. 122 uh, to 28. Big scores by the uh, quarter for San Jose State. 36, 27, 28, and a 31. Montana State beat Dickinson State out of the NAIA 108-57. The late game of the night, Long Beach State beat Pepperdine 68-53. So matchups coming up today, including a win. Utah beat Carroll, speaking of teams out of the NAIA, 100-44. Utah, by the way, number 12. We'll talk about the full rundown of the standings, but uh, games today that have uh, already gone final, some early, early games, including Southeast Missouri picking up the win at home, 86-48. And we talked about Utah beating the NAIA Carroll College 100-44. As uh, quarters pretty balanced, 22-27, 25-26 for the Utes. Matchups coming up today, USC will battle Cal Poly, USC uh, number six. San Diego State takes on UC San Diego. BYU battles Wyoming. Chicago State looks for their first win. They are 0-10, taking on Western Illinois, who's a 26.5-point favorite. Number seven, Colorado is at home at the CU Event Center in Boulder, taking on Boston University. Colorado, 31.5-point favorites, and it beat the national champs, or, Last year's national champs, I should say. LSU already got a pretty good resume going there. Other matchups, Yale plays host to Marist. Yale looking for their first win of the season. St. Peter's takes on Fordham. Old Dominion looks to stay unbeaten. They take on Elon. Elsewhere, Bethune-Cookman takes on Jacksonville. Arkansas State takes on Arkansas Pine Bluffs. Drexel and Lehigh battle as well. North Dakota takes on Minot State. Army takes on Hofstra. Some of the matchups coming up today. By the time this comes out, that will be final. But the matchups highlighted here on Tuesday, the 28th of November. Top 25 for women's college basketball. Some movement, including Colorado tumbling four spots. Top five, North Carolina State, number five, number four, Iowa, number three, Stanford, number two, UCLA, and number one, the South Carolina Gamecocks. Unanimous, all 36 got the uh, 36 votes for the top spot. Others in the top 10, number 10, Texas, number nine, Virginia Tech, LSU, and Colorado tied for seventh. 
USC in number six, and others inside that top 25 for women's college basketball. Princeton, number 25, and then in descending order, North Carolina, Marquette, Louisville, 22, uh, Mississippi State, Tennessee, 20, Ole Miss, 19, Notre Dame, Indiana, number 17, number 16, Ohio State, number 15, Florida State, number 14, Kansas State, who's had two really good battles with the Iowa Hawkeyes already and split with the Hawkeyes. Baylor, number 13, Utah, number 12, and UConn, down five spots to number 11, those just outside the top 25, Washington State, number 26, if the rankings went past 25, 27, Creighton, Oklahoma, 28, Penn State, 29, and Florida Gulf Coast, 30. Others receiving votes, UNLV, Green Bay, Alabama, Gonzaga, Maryland, Davidson, BYU, and Miami got a single vote. Oklahoma and Washington State drop out of the top 25. Now moving on to college football. Big week that was. A lot of interesting matchups. We'll start with Thanksgiving night. Ole Miss, Mississippi State saw Ole Miss, number 12, improved to 10-2, and 6-2 and in the SEC with a 17-7 win. Final time, Oregon and Oregon State play. It was a top 16 matchup. Oregon, number 6, prevailed in a 31-7 win over number 16, Oregon State. Oregon 11-1, and 8-1 in the Pac-12. Texas gets it done by dominating Texas Tech 57-7. Number 9, Missouri beats Arkansas 48-14. That game going to the fourth was 41-0. Penn State, speaking of shutouts, was able to go on the road against Michigan State and win 42-0. Oklahoma puts up an offensive slugfest against TCU. That game, 42-16 at the half, saw a final of 69-45, Oklahoma getting the win. Hawkeyes beat Nebraska. They are the Big Ten West champs, 10-2, 7-2. It was clinched going into the weekend, but beating rival Nebraska, if you want to call it that, uh, 13-10 on a game-winning field goal. Other top 25, Tulane and the American beats UTSA 29-16. Excuse me. Other scores of a note from the weekend. It was Utah State double overtime winner over New Mexico in the Mountain West. That game, 17-14 at the halftime break, goes to overtime before Utah State gets the win and becomes bowl eligible at 6-6. Other matchups over the weekend. Georgia hangs on to beat Georgia Tech 31-23. 10-point fourth quarter from Georgia Tech made things interesting down the stretch. Michigan has now beaten Ohio State three straight years, winning 30-24. to We talked about half of the Big Ten championship with being the Iowa Hawkeyes, the other half the Michigan Wolverines. Washington gets the win over Washington State, 24-21. Alabama on a fourth and 31 rescues the season. For now, we'll see how uh, far it gets him. Number eight currently, but looking at an 11-1, 8-0 in the SEC. They'll match up against Georgia in the SEC title. How about that? Fourth and 31. Jalen Milrow in the pocket for an eternity. And then was able to find the back of the end zone. Kentucky upsets number 10, Louisville, 38-31. 
LSU and Arizona pick up big wins, big score wins. Notre Dame picks up a uh, big win on the road against Stanford, 56-23. Oklahoma State looked like they were about to get blown out again before they rallied back. It was 24-6 BYU at the break. The game would go to overtime, and Oklahoma State would uh, pick up that win, 40-24. Elsewhere, it was Iowa State in snowy Manhattan, Kansas, taking down Kansas State, 42-35. Big plays were the name of the game for the Cyclones in that win. Other winners, number 21, Tennessee, number 22, North Carolina State, and number 24, Clemson. Number 25, Liberty, also picking up the win. Purdue is able to pick up the win on the or at home against Indiana, 35-31. Other notable scores on uh, the old scoreboard from this last weekend. Tulsa beat East Carolina, 29-27. Old Dominion came back. From a 21-point deficit against Georgia State in Sunbelt action, 25-24. to Colorado ends their season with a thud, losing to Utah, 23-17. Buffs end the year at 4-8. Louisiana becomes bowl eligible. Ragin' Cajuns put up 52 as they beat Louisiana Monroe in a final 52-21. UNLV Gets uh, ends in a three-way tie after the upset special from San Jose State, thirty-one or thirty-seven, thirty-one. Other scores: Maryland over the Rutgers, Wisconsin over Minnesota, West or, uh, Virginia Tech blasts Virginia, App State blasts Georgia Southern, and James Madison takes it to Coastal Carolina. Uh, some of the other scores: Kansas buries Cincinnati, forty-nine, sixteen. Wyoming buries. Nevada 42 to 6, Cal buries UCLA 33 to 7. San Diego State gets it done against Fresno State, which sets the table for conference championship games this week. We'll talk about those. Big 10, the Iowa Hawkeyes get there with uh, what some have claimed, <laughs> excuse me, is uh, possibly one of the worst offenses of all time but hey they're getting it done here's the slate it starts this friday the first with the conference usa championship game between liberty number 25 who's undefeated at 12 and 0 taking on new mexico state liberty 10 point favorites there interesting line with this next one washington 12 and 0 takes on oregon washington has beaten oregon notably as well this year in the pac-12 play Oregon's almost a 10-point favorite, 9.5 as it currently sits. Again, that game on ABC on Friday. Then we get to Saturday, Big 12 championship game between Texas and Oklahoma State. Texas, 14.5-point favorites. The MAC championship features Miami of Ohio and Toledo. Toledo, 7.5-point favorites. Mountain West championship will be hosted in Vegas as UNLV the surprise of the Mountain West takes on Boise State. Boise State, two-point favorites. In the afternoon, the SEC championship gets underway. Number one, Georgia. Number eight, Alabama. Georgia undefeated. Alabama's lost once, not in conference play. Georgia, six-point favorites there. Tulane takes on SMU in the American Athletic Championship. Sunbelt Championship, with James Madison not being eligible, it's Troy taking on Appalachian State. 
Troy, six-and-a-half-point favorites there. And then we come to probably looking at all these lines, the most lopsided, and it's really not close. The over-under for this, 35-and-a-half points. If that immediately makes you think Hawkeyes, well, you're right. Number 17, Iowa, takes on number three, Michigan. Uh, Michigan, 23-point favorites. And finally, the ACC championship should be a good one. Florida State, number five, takes on number 10, Louisville. Florida State, only two-and-a-half-point favorites. Top 10, 25 for uh, the college football ranks. Top five, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and Oregon. Rest of the top 10. Number six, Ohio State, Texas, Alabama, Missouri, and Penn State, number 10. Others in the top 25. We talked about James Madison at number 24. Oregon State, 22. Oklahoma State, 19. Iowa, 18. Notre Dame, 16. Louisville, 15. Arizona, 14. LSU, Oklahoma, and Ole Miss, 13 through 11, respectively. Others receiving votes. Tennessee, Clemson, Kansas State, Utah, Troy, Kansas, New Mexico State, Kentucky, Memphis, North Carolina, and uh, Miami of Ohio. So from one football to the other, we go to the NFL. Scores from the last weekend. Winners included the Lions losing yet again on Thanksgiving. Surprising nobody, Dallas steamrolling the Commanders 45-10. 49ers keep winning as well. Friday game, the Dolphins got it done against the Jets 34-13. Other winners, Giants, Colts, Steelers, Titans, Falcons, Jags, Rams, Broncos, Chiefs, and Bears on Monday Night Football with a game-winning field goal with 10 seconds to go. Ravens got it done on Sunday night football against the Chargers and in maybe the game of the year. The Eagles beat the Buffalo Bills in overtime. They trailed 17-7 at the break as uh, they would go on to win. Bills now only 6-6. Eagles out to a 10-1 start. So with that, we talk about the standings as we will for other sports coming up as well. Standings right now, we'll talk about the top two because after that, it doesn't matter unless the records are tied. We'll talk top three. AFC East, Dolphins have a stranglehold, eight and three. They have a two and a half game lead over the Bills, who are six and six. Dolphins notably haven't lost at home. They're five and oh. AFC North is not as open as it was. Ravens now nine and three. They're slightly better on the road, interestingly enough. At 5-1, Steelers and Browns check in at 7-4. and four. Elsewhere, Jacksonville, 8-3, netting only 29 points for the year. Lead the division with a perfect road record. Colts and Texans, the next two in line there. Broncos, second in the AFC West. Kind of surprised at that as a Kansas City the expected team to make a good run at it is leading the West. Flipping it to the NFC, Philadelphia and Dallas top two and only two teams in the NFC East that are even worth talking about. The NFC North has a Detroit Lions team. It's been a while. In my life, I can't remember it, but Detroit is legit this year, 8-3. and three. Packers 
are not at five and six. Bears are only a game worse than Green Bay. Who would have thought that? Uh, Minnesota mid as always. NFC South. Speaking of divisions that are just straight up mid, Falcons and Saints are tied for first. Nobody has a winning record in the NFC South. Bucks are four and seven. NFC West, Brock Pretty and the 49ers are uh, looking pretty at eight and three. Seattle second at six and five. So you're probably thinking to yourself, what's that mean for the playoff picture going in to this coming weekend? And here's the playoff picture as it stands right now. So here we go. We'll start in the AFC. Ravens have ascended to the one spot. Remember, it'll be 2-7-3-6-4-5, and the one seed would get the weekend off if the playoffs started today. Ravens hold the half-game advantage over the Jags and the Chiefs, who are 8-3. Dolphins, notably 8-3 as well. It's going to be a run to the wire for the top four seeds in uh, the AFC as everybody separated by a half game, Steelers in the fifth spot at seven and four, Browns seven and four, Colts six and five, who hold the tiebreaker against the Texans and the Denver Broncos. Nick's got to be a, a little bit amazed, I would suspect. Uh, Broncos in that playoff hunt for the seventh spot could argue as high as uh, six or five, depending on what happens. Bills are tenth, as uh, they have kind of tumbled. Bengals, Raiders, Chargers, Titans, Jets, and Patriots round out the AFC. So here's your matchups. If the season ended today, first round, Colts at the Chiefs, Browns at the Jags, Steelers at the Dolphins, and Ravens, well, they'd get a bye out of the first round. Eagles would get the bye on the NFC side if it's ended today, and they kind of have a bit of a cushion, actually. Two games over the 49ers and Lions, who are 8-3, and three. Falcons, by virtue of winning their division, is five and six. Dallas, the fifth seed at eight and three. Minnesota, despite being mid, would be a playoff team as they're six and six. Green Bay lurking, as are the Rams and Saints. Seahawks, the sixth seed. The rest, Carolina, Arizona, Washington, Chicago, New York, and Tampa Bay. All teams that mathematically aren't out, but a lot would need to go right. As uh, Well, the Bears moved up a spot, so hey, what can you say? Uh, no, they're not last, as uh, Carolina holds that distinction as the worst team in both conferences, having won a whopping one singular game. NFC playoffs would see the Vikings at the 49ers, Seahawks at the Lions, Cowboys at the Falcons with the Eagles getting the first round by if the playoffs ended today on the 28th of november speaking of my bears they won two of their last three they beat minnesota like i said this last weekend on a uh, game-winning field goal with 10 seconds to go they blew the lead against detroit a disastrous game on the uh, the 19th of november Detroit needed 17 fourth quarter points. This game was 20 to 14, 26 14 late in the game. Detroit, I want to say, scores all 17 of their points in the last, I think, three, three and a half, four minutes. It was bad. Bears beat the Panthers. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Two of their last three. And if you blow it up even further, they're 500 over the last six. So, for a team that had gone almost a full calendar year without winning, 
It's a little bit better. Last five games of the year, well, four of three of the last five are at home. They host Detroit this weekend. They're at Cleveland the following Christmas Eve. They play host to the Cardinals. New Year's Eve, they play host to the Falcons. And January 7th, they go to Lambeau, a game that, uh, well, historically doesn't go very well. So that leads us to the NHL. Take a sip the, uh, of the drink there as we uh, look at the NHL standings. It's been a long while. It's like I said, our last episode was about a month ago exactly here on the Covert Show. And we have some juggernauts to talk about in the world of the NHL, and some of them are surprising. Detroit Red Wings and the Atlantic being one of them. We'll start on the eastern side of things. Boston, who's fresh off a loss to wait for it, the Columbus Blue Jackets, because of course they did. Uh, they're at 31 points, 14-4-3. Florida, who played a game against Ottawa, the Kachuk brothers, well, first time you'll see a misconduct for everybody on the ice at the point in the third period. Florida rolled the Senators, by the way, 5 nothing. We'll talk about that game uh, coming up. Others right around it. Tampa Bay, 25 points. Toronto, 23, but notably has three games in pocket against the Lightning. Toronto, kind of that team that they just don't stand up for themselves. It's a bit odd. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, 22. Montreal Canadiens, Arbor Jack guy, a part of that team, uh, 20 points. Ottawa Senators, 16, but they're right around 500. Uh, they've only played 17 games, so they've got five games on a lot of teams. Four on um, uh, four or five games that they haven't played that the rest of their division has. Then we go to the Metro. Devils, to say things have gone Eh, to start with, is not really even remotely an understatement. Currently 7th of 8 in the Metro, and they've lost to the 8th place team being Columbus. They've got a long ways to fall to become worse than Columbus. Uh, they do have a game on both the Islanders and the Penguins. They take on the Islanders tonight on this Tuesday evening. Rangers lead the division. 31 points, Carolina a ways back. I mean, the Rangers have kind of gapped everybody to start the year. Uh, Flyers, 23 points. Caps and Islanders, 22. Pittsburgh, 20. And the Devils, 19 at the time of this podcast recording. Seventh in the Metro. If you want to blow it up to the conference, it gets not a lot better. They are 14th of 16. Only the Senators and the Blue Jackets are worse. And if you blow it up to the league, they're not even a top 24 team. They're 25th. Only teams worse, Ducks, Blue Jackets, Senators, Oilers, Wild, Blue Blackhawks, and the Sharks. Sharks got off to a historically bad start. Vegas got off to a great start. And the Edmonton Oilers have uh, floundered at best. As they're off to a 7-12-1 start. A lot of frustration. Jay Woodcroft gone. As uh, Evanson gone out of Minnesota, that uh, recently announced that he's been fired as well. You look at that Western Central Division. Bad time for a hiccup right there. Colorado 15-6. and six. Haven't lost in overtime yet. They have 30 points and lead of the Central Division. 
Then it's the Dallas Stars. We have two games on them, so Dallas could be right there as well. Dallas is a really good team. Winnipeg with uh, how they've started is uh, right there in the hunt as well with 26 points. Blues, Preds, Coyotes, who somehow managed to beat the Vegas Golden Knights in shutout fashion in Vegas. 2-0. It's a weird one there. Uh, Blackhawks with Bedard. Not good. 12 points for them. And then we talked about Vegas. Got out to a blistering start, but since then, so you look at their start, they were 11-0-1. Over their last 10, they're 3-5-2. They have come back to earth in a big way, and the the thing they have going against them right now in their own division, the Kings have three games on them. The Kings are only two points back and have beaten Vegas and have not lost on the road yet, notably as well. They are 8-1-1 in their last 10 including 9-0 on the road. Kings second with 29 points. Vancouver Canucks at 29 points. Then the Kraken and the Flames at 21. Uh, 18 for the Ducks. uh, 15 for Edmonton. And San Jose has won two in a row. They're now 5-15-2. They're not good, but they're better. Uh, They are now at 12 points. They actually beat the Canucks the other day, so... Something of note there. So break it down, wild card style for you on the Eastern Conference first. Top team in the Atlantic is Boston, then Florida, Detroit. Rangers, the best team in the Metro so far. Carolina Flyers, the next two. Then the Leafs and the Lightning would be the wild card. Devils, eighth of ten when it comes to that wild card race. Currently five points. Uh, Make that four points out of the wild card race. And 12 points behind the Rangers who have gotten off to a blistering start. So what that would mean playoff-wise, it would be Rangers, Maple Leafs, Lightning Bruins, Panthers Wings, Hurricanes Flyers. Devils, I'm pained to say, would not be in the playoffs if the season ended today. They've They've got their work cut out for them. But they do have games in hand against teams Montreal, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Islanders, to name a few. Uh, So there's some time, and it's only about a quarter of the way through the season. You look at the Western Conference. Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg, top three in the Central. Knights, Kings, Canucks, the top three in the Pacific. An interesting one here. Blues, Flames, Kraken would technically be it. Flames actually because of more wins than overtime losses would leap the uh, Kraken. So here's your playoff matchups. Vegas, Calgary, Colorado, St. Louis, Dallas, Winnipeg, and Vancouver Kings. And boy, that Pacific, similar to the Atlantic on the other side, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Metro right now is just being steamrolled by the Rangers uh, you know, it pains me to say it, but nonetheless, that's what's going on there. We look at scores from yesterday being Monday. And the Freeze the Puck page on Facebook had a pick em. And, you know, I like to throw my opinion out there. And boy, was I wrong in every facet of the game. There are only six games. So how many games can you get wrong? Well, let me tell you something. My winners were Boston, Rangers, Florida, Tampa Bay, Vegas, Sharks. <laughs> two, two of those 
our actual winners. Columbus shocks everybody and beats the Bruins, not by a little bit, by a lot, 5-2. Sabres rear up and thump the Rangers in a final of 5-1. Panthers thump the Senators. As it turns out, in more way than one, that's a 5 nothing winner there for Florida. Get a load of this score sheet, though. Penalty minutes in this game. So we look at the box score of this game. How about this stat line for you? Penalty minutes, 84 for Ottawa, 83 for the Panthers. A combined 13 power plays. The teams go 3 for 13. Florida scoring three power play goals. One in the first uh, goal line score, at least. Uh, Reinhardt got two, both power play goals. Sam Bennett got one, a power play goal. Losterainen got one, and Verhage, both were uh, regular uh, five-on-five goals or four-on-four. Here's, here's the synopsis of this game. First period, just a regular tripping, high-sticking double minor against Sam Reinhardt. Then you go to the second, a tripping, an interference, a delay of game. Matthew Kachuk, because of course he gets a penalty, uh, got an unsportsmanlike and a roughing. Uh, Travis Hammett got a roughing against Kachuk, and then we go to the third period. So you think to yourself, oh, everything's calm. Well, that's about to change. There's a match penalty against Zach McEwen against Matthew Kachuk. Uh, Lundell has a tripping. Bennett has a hand closing on the puck, and then this is where another unsportsmanlike against Matthew Kachuk. He gets a fighting with Jake Sanderson, who in turn gets a fighting with Kachuk. Brady Kachuk then gets three penalties. He gets a cross check and comes in for eight seconds before roughing against Lomberg, goalie interference against him, and then the misconducts. All ten players on the ice... That being uh, the five for the Senators, including Kachuk, Hamonic, uh, Batherson, get misconducts. <laughs> Jonah Gadovich gets a roughing against Kachuk. Then all the Panthers get a misconduct. Literally everybody on the ice that wasn't the goalies, all 10 players got misconducts. Not something you see all that often. The benches had, I think, Seven, eight players left on both sides. Five nothing. The game was pretty much over by that point. But 83 penalty minutes for the Panthers, 84 for the Senators. Yeah, I think it's the first time a lot of people have seen all 10 players on the ice at the same time get a game misconduct. But it happened last night. Other scores. Avalanche get it done. Johansson scores a couple in the win against the Lightning. As... Uh, in the other game that was a fair surprise, William Carlson is the only offense. We'll talk about Vegas a little more here in a second, but Vegas' offense has evaporated in the last two weeks. Flames, 2-1 overtime winner. Sharks, Fabian Zetterlin, the former devil, gets one. Uh, as He uh, helps the Sharks win 2-1 against the Capitals. Capitals are a team that's been kind of dodgy here and there. Two former Devils. Mackenzie Blackwood also with the uh, only letting one goal by was the third star last night. Zetterlin, the second star in the matchup. So we'll talk about Vegas, and we will talk about the Devils. One of these teams will be marginally more fun to talk about because the Devils have had an 
hell of a time figuring out wins. But first, we'll go over the Devils, who in their most recent game, prior to the game tonight, which the puck just dropped moments ago in, the Devils beat the Sabres 7-2. Nico Heischer comes back, the captain. Here's the games before that. The Devils in the games before that had won one of their previous seven, including losses to the Blue Jackets and the Red Wings, which are two of the worst games I've seen them play in a long time. They uh, lose a close one against the Rangers. They beat the Penguins before getting thumped by the Jets, <laughs> by the, Jets the Capitals, and the Avalanche in succession. Notably, they lost the, uh, not the captain, but one of the big players, Jack Hughes, in the game in St. Louis that I actually went to. He crashed in the boards about three rows in front of me. So things you hate to see. Devils were able to get that win against the Blackhawks, but after that Blackhawks win, they have been two of their last eight, if my quick math is correct, and it is. Two for their last eight. They go against the Islanders coming up. Islanders, Flyers, Sharks, Canucks, Kraken, Flames, and Oilers their next six games. Make that seven games. And then they get the big old Bruins December the 13th. And, uh, yeah, they don't play Florida, Knicks team, or Vegas, RC's team, until 2024 as uh, the Devils will host the Golden Knights first. But that's uh, about two about a month and a half away, give or take, uh, on that. So then we go to Vegas, who started the year blistering, by the way. That was, I mean, when they took it to Colorado when they were 11-0-1, they looked unbeatable. But as any team is, eventually they cooled off. And since then, 3-5-2, and two, they've lost five times. They got thumped by the Ducks. They got thumped by the Kings. They come back and beat the Sharks. But since that Sharks win... They have won just twice. They come back to beat the Canadiens, who were feisty as all get out in that game. They get shut out by the Capitals. The Flyers beat them in overtime. And then they get shut out two of the next three games, losing to the Penguins via shutout, losing to the Coyotes via shutout. Uh, An overtime winner against the Stars and an overtime loser against the Flames. So you look at their last, say, well, four games, they've only scored three times. And then they had a big output game. If you set aside their six goals, they scored against the Canadiens. And uh, go back to the uh, Capitals game. They have scored a combined six goals in uh, those six games. So offense has slowed down. They got a big one tonight against the Oilers, who have been bad at best. Then the Canucks. That may be the more interesting game this week on a Thursday. Then they're at home against the Capitals and Blues before hitting the road for a bit of a Midwest tour. Taking on St. Louis and Dallas, if you want to call Dallas the Midwest, then back at home against the Sharks and the Flames. Gets them to December the 12th as uh, RC heads south. Middle of uh, the week, December 6th, to to see his Golden Knights take on uh, the St. Louis Blues. So now we switch gears completely. Once again, you're listening to the Covert Show. Episode number 72, JC here with you as uh, flying solo, drinking a bud, and talking some sports on this Tuesday night. We'll talk some NAIA volleyball. We'll get into NAIA football coming up as well. And we'll also try to keep tabs on the old Devils game because, well, hopefully the Devils uh, keep playing well. 
as they take on the Islanders. Devils in the stretch where they're at home a lot, so you'd like to see them pick up some wins as uh, we'll keep uh, tabs on that. Apparently this game was supposed to be a 6 o'clock puck drop. It is now 6.08 and still no official puck drop as we will uh, monitor that one. If you hear a sudden yell, I apologize in advance because <laughs> if the Devils are playing well, it'll probably happen. So there is that. Uh, Devils start on the offensive side, by the way. So uh, 20 seconds in, the Devils uh, trying to get things going early in that one. So here we go. We'll talk some NAI volleyball now. Opening round of the tournament decides uh, which group of teams are uh, going to the national tournament held in Sioux City. 48 teams in total qualify for that. Uh, first round matchups were held on the 18th, so two weekends ago now. Yeah, two weekends ago. Included Valley City State beating Central Methodist at Central Methodist uh, in a final three sets to one. IU Kokomo of Indiana beat Morningside of Sioux City three sets to one. CIU beat Bethel three sets to one. Columbia beat Blue Mountain College uh, in a five-setter. Actually a really good uh, matchup from uh, the looks of it. Uh, five-setter that went... Uh, down to the wire. Here's how it broke down. Blue Mountain College winning sets two and three. Columbia College out of Missouri winning sets one, four, and five. First set, Columbia, 25-23. Blue Mountain College of Mississippi would win the next two, 25-19, and a big set three win, a big momentum set, as Columbia College, or rather Blue Mountain Christian, came into the game 26-1, and 27-25 in set three before Columbia College would close the deal, winning set four, 25-21, and 15-12 in set number three. So Columbia College getting that bid. Bellevue of Nebraska beat IU East in a final of three sets to one. Park beat Cumberlands of Kentucky in a sweep. A road sweep for Montana Western as they beat SAGU out of Texas in a sweep. MOBAP, Missouri Baptist, beat uh, Mobile of Alabama in a straight sweep. Midland beat Kansas Wesleyan three sets to one. You're going to notice a lot of GPAC teams here as uh, Concordia of Nebraska swept past Judson. Northwestern swept past the College of the Ozarks. St. Thomas swept past Marion. Another good matchup saw St. Ambrose of Davenport, Iowa, win a five-set matchup on the road against the College of St. Mary's. Here's how this one broke down. The first two sets went way past 25. Get a load of this. St. Ambrose, 31-29 in set one, 30-28 in set two. Give the Flames credit, though, the College of St. Mary's, as uh, St. Mary, I should say. They come back in set three and thump the Fighting Bees, 25-18, 25-20 in set four, and then St. Ambrose closes the deal in a big way as uh, they win uh, set five, a 20, or, uh, 15 to uh, 12. Other scores, Eastern Oregon beat Xavier of Louisiana, three sets to none. Southern Oregon beat Loyola of Louisiana, three sets to one. Mount Vernon Nazarene beat Indiana Tech, three sets to one. Indiana Wesleyan beat Talladega 
Alabama, three sets to one. Oklahoma Wesleyan swept past Texas Wesleyan, three sets to none, as did Viterbo over Bryan of Tennessee, as did Montana Tech over Idaho College, or College of Idaho, as uh, those would be straight sweeps. Jamestown of North Dakota would go five sets with Benedictine of Kansas. Looking at that five-set matchup there, it was Benedictine winning the first set, 25-23. Jamestown thump them in set number two, 25-11. Benedictine would return the favor and thump Jamestown in set number three. None of these sets outside of the first one are particularly close. Then Jamestown in set four had had enough of that, 25-8, before winning set number five, 15-7. That's a... Matchup where every set other than the first one was at minimum a 13-point win for a team. Obviously, outside of that fifth set, Jamestown survives and advances to the national tournament. Elsewhere, it was Vanguard beating Benedictine Mesa of Arizona. That one went five sets. Ben, or Vanguard, rather. 26-24 in set one, 25-18 before Benedictine Mesa would come back and win sets three and four by an identical 25-21. Vanguard, who's 27-1, and one, uh, wins set number five, 15-7. Benedictine Mesa retires on the season with a record of 29-4. and four. Final two, Corbin of Oregon beats Aquinas of Michigan three sets to none. And St. Catherine of California beats Rocky Mountain of Montana three sets to none. None. So checking out what that leaves everybody else uh, for the tournament at. We'll look at the pool play matchups. We start in pool A rankings. Obviously the top eight, then the next eight, then the next eight. Uh, strength being in the lower pools. In pool A, some really regional teams to Northwest Iowa. Northwestern of Orange City, number one. And uh, also in Pool A, number 16, Bellevue of Nebraska, number 24, St. Ambrose of Iowa. In Pool B, Indiana Wesleyan's number two, IU Kokomo, actually out of Indiana as well, interestingly enough, at 15. Oklahoma Wesleyan, number 23 in Pool C. It's Eastern Oregon, number three, Montana Tech, number 14, and Valley City State of North Dakota, number 22. In Pool D, a couple of GPAC teams, as Concordia of Nebraska, number four, Number 13, Midland of Nebraska, and number 21, Montana Western. In Pool E, Viterbo of Wisconsin, number 5, Southern Oregon, number 12, and CIU out of South Carolina, number 20. And in the final three pools, Pool F, Devils take a shot on goal that looks like it had some promise but didn't go in. Pool F, uh, number 6, Park, number 11, Columbia, both from Missouri, and number 19, Mount Vernon, Nazarene of Ohio. Pool G, Corbin, number 7, Jamestown, number 10, and uh, number 18, St. Thomas of Florida. And finally, Pool H has number 8, Missouri Baptist, number 9, Vanguard of California, and number 17, St. Catherine of California. So you look at when these matchups will be played. It's coming up, in fact, this week, day one of pool play, November 29th. Day two of pool play this Thursday, the 30th. Day three of pool play coming up on December the 1st. 
The quarterfinals set for this Saturday, December 2nd. Semifinals on the 4th coming Monday. And then the championship game set for Sioux City on Tuesday, December the 5th. So that's a look at the NAIA National Volleyball Tournament. We now turn our attention to football. That's now three, well, two rounds deep. We've got our quarterfinals set for this weekend. We'll start in round one. Uh, round one matchup included St. Thomas knocking off Reinhardt 55-7. Dickinson State beat Montana Tech 35-28. The Islanders score on the power play, something you hate to see. Dort beat Ottawa 35-7. Ottawa came in with a record of 6-6. Six and six. By far the worst record of any playoff team in the NAIA this year. Baker of Kansas beat Louisiana Christian 55-28. That set the table for round number two. A couple of Northwest Iowa teams went at it. In a final of 7-0, Northwestern survives Dort. Dort really getting good over the last few years. Northwestern still unbeaten. Grandview beat Dickinson State 28-3. Kaiser beat St. Thomas. Both Florida teams there 45-21. Uh, Georgetown of Kentucky beat Baker of Kansas 42-21 in what was one of two seeding upsets. It was St. Xavier of Illinois beating number five Marion of Indiana 31-21. Indiana Wesleyan blocked the field goal late as they held off Morningside 24-21. Bethel beat Evangel that score 40-13. Looks like the Islanders just took a penalty as well. Uh, College of Idaho, the other upset, it was an 8 versus 11, so not a huge, huge upset, but uh, they beat Montana Western in what looks like a really good game, 49-42. That sets the table for this weekend. December the 2nd, Devils on a power play, but December the 2nd, here's your quarterfinal matchups in the NAIA playoffs. We'll start in northwestern Iowa, where it's uh, number one Northwestern taking on number 12, St. Xavier, 12-0 versus 8-3. Number two, Grandview, who's undefeated, 11-0, takes on number 11, College of Idaho at 9-2. Kaiser of Florida, number three at 9-2, plays host to Bethel of Tennessee, 11-1. Georgetown of Kentucky, 9-1, takes on number six, Indiana Wesleyan, who's 10 and one the winners of those will advance to december 9th where they'll play in the semifinal before the nai championship game december the 18th played in durham north carolina at durham county memorial stadium that is where the national championship will take place that game set to kick off interestingly on the 18th at noon as uh, notably most of these games, Northwestern St. X at 1, Grandview, College of Idaho at 12, and then the other two are 1 o'clock Eastern kickoffs uh, as well, Kaiser Bethel and Georgetown taking on Indiana Wesleyan. That's a look at the NAIA football second round quarterfinals. We'll in our next episode, come back with either the semifinals or the championship. You know, we'll talk some NAIA volleyball as well as by the time this next episode comes out, the champion will probably already be crowned as uh, 
That championship game, again, played Tuesday, December the 5th. Devils still on a power play. We'll keep it tuned here. they got 47 seconds left on the power play. That's how we'll wrap the episode up. If you've liked what you hear, be sure to check us out. Uh, the Covert Show on Facebook, also on Twitter, Instagram as well. We'll get this out. Uh, you can check out our podcast on Podbean, also on Spotify. Look up The Covert Show. Want to be a guest or know somebody that has something interesting to talk about? We love to have them. The Covert Show at gmail.com. Also, remember, use the code word, Covert 10, trying to remember it. Covert 20, I think, for 20% off Ray's Energy. It's been a long time since we brought that up, but go Covert 20 for uh, 20% off Ray's Energy as this worked down to the corner. And the Devils do squander the power play. You hate to see it. 12-21 to go. By the time you're hearing this, this will either be in the later stages of the game or it might already be done. Islanders currently lead 1-0 on a power play goal. Devils have been iffy at best in the first period and before Buffalo hadn't won a home game since going back the last month on the 29th. So, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it hasn't been good to say the least, but Devil's looking to try to turn it around. It's only the first quarter of the year, so there's uh, plenty of time to go, and the team's got enough talent to get the job done. Is a shot in front, and uh, Tech stops it. And that's where we'll stop this episode be sure to check us out. It's the Covert Show. We are once again posting to the Podbean as well as Spotify. One more time for our socials. It's the Covert Show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, as well as TikTok. Forgot to mention that the first time through. Email us, thecovertshow at gmail.com. This has been the Covert Show, episode number 72. Thanks for hanging out. I've been JC. You've been listening to the Covert Show.